the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. I'm super excited to present to you today the audio from the very first YouTube video that we're releasing for the Easy Peasy Ecom YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, just head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash YouTube and you get to see all of the new videos that we're putting out there for you. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make money from sourcing for Amazon FBA. Specifically, we'll be discussing the best price and supplier strategy. So if you're afraid of being taken advantage of when sourcing a product in China, especially for your new Amazon FBA business, keep listening. Welcome to the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast. This is the framework to import, sell, and profit from your private label products. He is German expat, lives in China, and has a passion to help you create a thriving brand. Here is your host, Nils Alderp. In 2013, I left Germany and I moved to China. In that time now, I've been sourcing more than a thousand products. And believe me, all the lessons have been learned in that time because I've been screwed so many times by suppliers here on the ground in China. And today I want to share all my lessons learned here so that you can find a reliable supplier that you can trust. So let me share with you how to get the best price and what's the best strategy to go about sourcing in China today. I know when it comes to sourcing, you may have some fears, right? You wonder if your supplier is reliable. How do you get the best price? How do you negotiate with your supplier? How do you actually protect your money when you're sending it halfway around the world? And is the supplier going to steal my design once they make my product? So let's tackle all of these one by one. In the end of the video, I want you to have no more fears when it goes about sourcing in China. So there's one thing you have to understand because you're not Chinese, at least most likely you're not when you're watching this video. Because if you are Chinese and you're sourcing a product in China, you have such a big advantage. Because if you're sourcing the product here and you understand the language and you understand the culture, automatically your prices are better and people take you more serious immediately. But if you're a foreigner coming from abroad sourcing a product in China, oftentimes prices are way higher and it's really, really difficult if you don't understand the culture and how things work out here. So you might have been getting angry with suppliers because you feel like they're just drip feeding you with answers, like you're sending them five questions and they're just coming back with one answer and then you send them another four questions and you get back another answer. It takes forever to kind of go about and get even just get quotations, right? So today uh, let's talk about all of your fears and how to overcome those. So when tackling now your five biggest fears, we're going to really uh, consider you as someone who's who doesn't speak Mandarin, who's not based in China, and who's sourcing from abroad probably the very first time. So number one, is my supplier reliable and do they even exist? You basically have to do an audit. So because you're not in China, you can't just walk over and have a look at the factory and speak with the people. You have to uh, do things a little bit different, right? So um, you just have to ask them questions. Basically, you interview them. You would contact them via, for example, Alibaba, and then you would ask them specific question. Is their building rented or do they own it? Where is the company located? And then you can Google the location, actually have a look if there is a factory. You can ask, you can ask how many people are working in the factory. You can check several things on Alibaba. We're going to have another video talking about all of that, but 
in the end, they might just not be honest with you. So what can you do to actually validate that they're reliable? So I always feel like you need two things. You need to, or actually three things. You need to have a really good gut feeling about them. You need to validate their quotations. So ask them for prices and see if that fits your expectations. And you need to have a sample. If you have all of these things, you can pretty much make sure that you have a reliable supplier. Now, the one thing that's most important and biggest thing here that you can do to make sure they are reliable is get a sourcing agent. Because as soon as you have a Chinese sourcing agent who understands the culture and speaks the language, they can just give them a call and you know, just talk to them and ask them really tricky questions to figure out if that's a trading agency or if it's a factory or if it's just, you know, some guy sitting somewhere in a garage on a computer. One good and simple indicator is actually just the price. So if you want to know if you're dealing with a trading agency or a real factory, you just have to get as many samples as possible. Because usually what you can see is that lots of the prices are pretty consistent and then all of a sudden there's one more expensive. Now you could think because the quality is a lot better, but a lot of times it happens that for the same quality, the prices are dramatically different. So if you find someone who's cheaper with the same quality, then it's most likely this is a, this is a factory and not a trading agency. Now, when I say get a lot of samples, it can feel like it's a lot of money spent on all of these things. Now, that's actually where your sourcing agent can come back in. If you have 20 or 30 samples that you order and you send them all to your agent in China or to one place that can consolidate all of them and bundle them into one package before sending them to you, the whole process is a lot lot cheaper because you save the shipping costs on all of that. And this is just a quick look into it. And we're going to make another video on just how to save a lot of money using samples. Let's talk about number two. How do you get the best price? And very, very first, before we start about speaking the best price, you should think about what's the best price for your product in your market. The best price doesn't mean it's the cheapest price. Lots of people just go for the cheapest, cheapest thing, and then they wonder that the quality isn't good. So you have to find the balance. And I feel like a lot of times, especially in the private label world, uh, it's the opposite. So we're going only for the best quality and we're kind of neglecting the price. And you really have to think back and look at your market. Do your, does your market really need the most expensive product with the top quality or is the medium quality good enough but your price is a lot better? So you have to really think about what is the best price in your market. Now when contacting factories for prices, um, the number one thing you can do wrong is being not serious or sounding not serious because the factories will see that. They're looking for legit business. They're looking um for big companies to work with them. And if you act like just another little private label seller, then they're automatically not going to take you as serious and not going to give you the best price possible. So you have to look legit. Um, back then when I started my sourcing agency, we actually set up fake company websites and you don't have to go that far, but it's all about your language. So when you're speaking to them, you have to know your Inco terms, you have to know the lingo and all of the sourcing stuff. So especially if the factory is using uh, FOB and X work and all of those terms around prices and your quotation, make sure you absolutely understand that because if you don't, then you have, have an issue if the factory quotes you something and you don't know that the price does not include the shipping. Okay, so it's very important that you that you know what the factory is talking about. 
Another trick that I have is when you contact them and you try to sound serious, it doesn't mean you have to sound very complicated and use all complicated and technical words because that they might not understand, right? So you have to find the line between being serious and being simple. So you have to talk simply, but be serious about the way you speak to them. You also have to know there's always wiggle room for negotiations and we will come to that later, but it's so important to negotiate your price and you can always do that later. The very first thing though is that you get as many quotations as possible. Don't just get three or five and then have a look uh, kind of kind of what's the best in those little portion. You have to get as many quotations as possible. So um, oftentimes we find that one factory has a really low price and we're thinking, of course, the quality must be bad. But when it actually arrives, um, oftentimes we're surprised that the quality is pretty good. So make sure you get a lot of quotes and get a lot of uh, samples so you can get the best price. And actually, this is a thing that the sourcing agent can help you a lot. Um, and this just has to do with that they are Chinese and you're not. So for example, when I go to the market with my girlfriend, I always have to walk behind her and I can't walk with her because as soon as we go to a stand and they have whatever shrimps or veggies it is, and the people see that she's she's not alone, but that she's with, with a foreigner, they immediately charge higher prices and she can't even negotiate it down. So that's another advantage of having a sourcing agent and they can shave of up to 30% of your price. So absolutely consider that. The third fear that I see a lot of people have is negotiations. Now, in the Western culture, negotiations uh, look something like this. You go buy an expensive furniture or a car, and then you have the price and you propose, maybe you could shave a little bit off. And then the sales guy uh, of the car say, oh, that's not possible, but maybe we can change the wheels one time for free or something. And say, well, look, I would love to have like 5% off. And then maybe you agree on two or three, right? That's pretty much how it goes in the Western world. In China, these things are very different. So you're not negotiating for 3% or 5%. Um, oftentimes when, when you just buy things locally or just about the culture, um, people always give you a very high price and then uh, you can negotiate back and forth quite aggressively actually and shave up to 50% off when you buy local things. Um, but when you're sourcing, you can oftentimes get 20% off. And the price is not the only thing you can negotiate. There are lots of things that come with that. There is the minimum order quantity that is often very, uh, very important for starting out sellers. Um, and I know it was for me, I never afforded uh, quantities above a thousand units or 2000 units. I always stuck with like 500, 200 units, and you can always negotiate that. You just have to be able to give them a little bit of pressure. In the end, they want your business too, right? So they're after your money, you're after their products, but you can only make a deal if all the conditions work out. So we're, I, f I always feel like as, as Western, we're too afraid to negotiate, but this is just a part of the culture and you can't uh, upset them when you negotiate. So absolutely use that for your advantage and start negotiating. Let's look into the fourth fear. Is your money safe? What if you're sending money halfway around the world? Will it just be taken and you never see it again? Or will you actually get the goods you paid for? It's a fear that absolutely is understandable. And I hear a lot of times people making mistakes, losing all their savings on bad suppliers. So how can you avoid that? Well, before even considering how to pay the supplier, if you should uh, use bank transfers or pay them via Alibaba or if PayPal is an option, before you even consider paying, you have to understand that um, basically you have to make an agreement with them 
of what you want to order. Now, of course, you know what you're going to order and you discuss the product itself, but you have to make a really detailed agreement how the product should look like later for the quality. And it's so important that you do that um, to protect your money. Okay, so if you're buying an item, a plastic item, let's say, then you have to distinguish what kind of plastic it is. Uh, what kind of quality it is. If you have packaging, um, first of all, you should always get samples and confirm the samples before you send any money to China. Um, and then you should make really, really clear what kind of materials, what kind of color, define that with color codes and nail all of these details down on paper or in email. <laughs> and then that's the basic, first of all, before sending any money anyway. Then you never pay the full amount up front. I see sometimes people pay their full order and then 45 days later the order is done and another 45 days the order is shipped. So they have all their money gone first. First off, it's risky. Secondly, it's really bad for cash flow. So usually you pay, you put down 30% as a deposit. And then later, once the quality is confirmed, then you put down the net payment of 70%. One way that I like to use to pay is the Alibaba trade insurance. They basically work like an escrow, but it only works if you're very clear with the supplier, if you have a very clear agreement on the product quality and on all of the terms. How many days, uh, what, what is the lead time? When should your products be ready? And do you have a punishment fee? That's one thing that's so important um, to put down on paper that for every day the company is late to deliver your product, they have to pay a punishment fee. So basically, you can reduce a percentage of your uh, net payment for every day that they are late. One more thing that a lot of people stumble upon is that they pay all the money and then they get the products, but the products are all faulty and are all bad or half of them have to be thrown away or the red socks that you ordered are actually pink and all of these things happen more than you think. So the very, very important things when you pay your supplier is that you have made a quality control before. Now, you hardly can go to China and make the control and I believe it's too late to make the control when the products arrive at your door because if the products are bad, what are you going to do? You're going to send them back to China? You have to pay for that. So that's not an option. Make sure to invest into a third-party quality control team. I love to go with Asia Inspection. Now they're called differently and I always forget how you know they actually pronounce. So basically, they will come in, they look at your order agreement, what, you, what points you agree to, and then they visit your supplier on your behalf. They go there for you. They check the products and how they all turn out. And then they basically send you back a report, how many faulty products they find, how many minor defects they found, and kind of what's the status on that. And if you see that a certain percentage of your order um, is broken or is not good, then the supplier can actually reproduce that or fix it. But if you send the product all the way already to your doorstep, then you have a real issue if something comes up. So, so the last thing, to make sure that your money is safe, consider a third-party quality control before you release the big part of your payment. What if suppliers steal your design? And that's number five of the biggest fears. And honestly, as an FBA seller or um, selling smaller quantities that you OEM so that you um, basically just put your logo on something that the manufacturer already has and other people can come in too, um, it's not really an option to protect your product that way. But if you're doing your own custom design or if you have your own uh, kind of 
product developed in China, it's really, really important um, that this is protected. Of course, here's the thing on, uh, there's a website called Taobao. Taobao is basically um, the, the Amazon or the eBay of China, just a lot bigger. <laughs> and what they do or what you find there a lot, for example, is uh, shoes from big brands that are um, produced or that are showcased as fake. And you can get them for one tenth of the price, but it's actually the original shoe from the original Nike or Adidas or whoever produces this shoe. So what the factory do a lot of times is that they resell the uh, products that have been rejected or they resell uh, just, they just make some more and resell them in China. So you can protect yourself against that with an agreement. However, for that agreement, you have to make it custom for your product. You absolutely have to speak with an attorney for that to make sure you have this non-disclosure, non-competitive agreement on hand before you place your order and send any money to China. So I hope this helped with your five major fears sourcing in China. I'm super excited to see you in the next video.